0: The problem with counterfeit money is that it is almost real. No one would ever fall for fake currency that looked like monopoly money, but counterfeit money that works only works because it looks and feels pretty much like the real thing. But of course it's not the real thing, and bankers learn to tell the difference by thoroughly memorizing the real thing. Once they are grounded in what is real and true, they can easily detect what is false, sometimes even by the touch or the smell of it. In today's verses, we see another example of the spiritual counterfeit at work. Satan is real, we are reminded of this, and has real powers and has some real influence. Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 24 says, Once, when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged him into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they'd been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. So we're reminded in this passage that not all spiritual counterfeits are parlor tricks. A lot of what passes for the paranormal these days can be explained away with natural and simple explanations, but again, we believe in a real devil, and we see him at work here, where a real evil spirit inhabits this slave girl and gives her insight into the future. Like pretty much all spiritual counterfeits, even back then, this ability is being used to generate income. So she must have actually been able to tell the future to some extent, or else why would anybody be paying her? In this case, the income comes not for this poor slave woman, but for her owners. She is a slave, and any income she comes goes straight to them. When Jesus walked the earth, he occasionally would have demons cry out when they saw him, scared of him, acknowledging his power. It's an interesting strategy of Satan. Why would he ever want people to hear that Jesus is the Savior? But it's also possible that the demons have no choice. The demons know very well who he is, and in his presence, they cannot help but acknowledge him. That seems to be happening in these verses today, with the slave girl crying out the truth about the disciples, that they are followers of Jesus, that they know the way to be saved. But this also causes a commotion, potentially bringing the disciples into danger in a hostile city. Like with Jesus, the evil spirit is screaming the truth about the apostles, and like with Jesus, Paul turns and drives the spirit out. Having lost their source of this great income, the girl slave owners turn their wrath against Paul and his companions. There may be some gentile racism here towards the Jewish people, with the gentile city turning violently against them. Flogged and beaten, Paul and Silas are following in Jesus' footsteps yet again, not just in the miracle of the exorcism, but also in the pain of his suffering. They are jailed, and we will pick up their story again tomorrow. Today, take some time to consider, where are you following Jesus in his suffering? Maybe it's physical suffering, or insults, or loneliness, or a feeling of separation from God. Thank him for making you more Christ-like as you follow him, even in his suffering. And ask for strength like Jesus had and like Paul and the apostles had to keep pressing on through the suffering.